0: Well, everybody, welcome anyone who's listening. uh, We are doing a little podcast because we've asked everybody to do some Advent huddles. So we figure, why not um, show what that might look like. Plus, any conversation around uh, Jesus and Advent in this season is a worthwhile one. So I've got Ben, What's up? What's up? I've got Liv here. Hey guys. And um, and my name is Brandon. Uh, And over the next few weeks, we'll be doing this, one, to help you kind of process what we're doing, what this season is. Uh, But two, um, to kind of model what it looks like to just have an intentional conversation around something like Advent. And that's that's a, a big word. It's not a long in the sense of how many letters, but it's a big word in the sense that It's a word people hear, but don't always understand. And I mean, I've got an Advent calendar at home for the boys, but it's like (laughs) chocolate and toys and, you know, so I'm probably messing it up somehow. (laughs) Um, But we wanted to make sure that we're being intentional in this season. The season can take over and run your life. That's true. And we wanted to make sure that we're being intentional about how we live this season out. That's good. And so let's start with that season of Advent. Um, And just get y'all's experience with it and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about what it is for anyone who's uh anyone who's listening so yeah whoever wants to go first what what was your experience with advent
1: yeah i feel like if you have the like i grew up in church in the south this is probably going to be your experience of like (laughs) having the christmas tree like toy but then each day leading up to advent you know we're putting Some like little thing on the calendar Mm -hmm. or you know, the three wise men. There's like a journey, like there's a journey happening in your house and you're just like participating as a child. Um but there is a little bit of disconnection between like why we're making this trek. I mean, you know Christmas is coming, Mm -hmm. but Advent is so much bigger than and we talked about that, like just Christmas, you know, Mm -hmm. and the birth of Jesus, but why he came in the way that he did. So I mean, that was my experience growing up, but I don't think it was until, honestly, within the last, like, year that I kind of discovered, like, okay, this is what Advent is. This is why Mm -hmm. we celebrate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: What about you, Ben? Did
2: you Um, eat chocolates during Advent? (laughs) Actually, no. Um, We, I, to be honest with you, I didn't grow up with Advent calendars at all. Yeah. Um, The the first uh, recollection I have of Advent was um, at a little small Assemblies of God Church, up in North Fort Worth that um, we started lighting candles on Sundays oh, okay, um, yeah. and I remember um, my father loving it but at the same time saying it's very Catholic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that is what happens though, right? Yeah, yeah. You hear words like Advent yeah, you think, yeah. oh, are, what, what kind of church are we? Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Um,
2: and so, <laughs> what religion is this? so we, so from there it was just kind of um, little, little, like, growing up within, like, lighting the candle on Sunday, but then as I got older, um, it became more of a... like, with something very small, like my mom's nativity scene, where I would start, like, saying, like, we're not putting the whole thing out. Hmm. You know? And I would, like, hide pieces from her. Um, the, the wise men would be on another part, of, would be in another part of the house. I'm like, because they weren't there yet, Mom. Um, because I'm just that, I guess, much of a biblical literist. Yeah. Um, I'm not really, but... <laughs> um but it was just one of the things that they're out there but so advent to me was always the same kind of way that liv is talking about that it was this gradual you know like you start adding things into the house you're just kind of slowly getting things in there but that still from a certain expense vantage point it's still kind of that kind of consumeristic kind of thing of like all these things that we have not bad but um where it really changed for me was um, starting to really look at something called Advent conspiracy, um, okay. that came out of a church out of Portland um, called Imago Day, and it was this idea of reorienting our minds around Jesus and that He is the greatest gift, and we don't like spend as much money on gifts anymore. We make all of our gifts. It was like this this kind of thing of um, so that was like the next. My kids do not yeah. want me
0: to make gifts. Yeah. Yes, I I
2: mm-hmm. I, I <laughs> completely understand that. Me and Steph, my my wife talked about it not too long ago. Like that was great but like it also is kind of not great too because <laughs> it really took a lot of the joy out of um advent because it, it 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 goes to what we've kind of talked about before with advent that like we have a you know it's about a savior coming and it's about the the um it's kind of maybe what we've talked about where the creation groaning for something more for some peace and mm. all this kind of stuff But there's also a joy in the fact that we, as Christians... We live on this side. Yeah, 2,000 years after the first advent that we are already, you know, we already know this is happening. And so there should be some amount of joy in this season. Not just, like, beating ourselves in the back and getting rid of, like, anti-consumeristic and all that kind of stuff. Which, it's helpful probably to have a little bit of that in there. But, um, and then from there, it just became, like, what um, Steph and I... um, practice a lot now is we every morning we read a story in the redemption the a, a story in the history of redemption mm. and we put an ornament that um, signifies that story so like this morning um, we did the um, fall we read through the fall with okay. our son and um, hung a little ornament on the tree that signified that story in the history of redemption and that works its way up until you know, about December
0: 24th, 25th, where we'll get to the nativity and the lowborn king. Oh, so go ahead and drop the mic then. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I I, uh, I am not as good a person as you. Uh, that's but not I, to say I, that I'm a great person. I will be better now. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling. No, I'm still but, struggling. You know that. I mean, but it is. It is that. I think there's all these varying experiences of right. Advent and what it was growing up. And and you kind of talked about this. Now you're kind of getting an idea of what Advent is. And uh, for me, I didn't grow up doing Advent. At least not that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that meant I lost out on anything. My parents uh, parents are amazing lead us to Jesus all the time, but we just never did that. And I think I think now, though, it feels like a season like Advent, in the current climate, really helps um, slow you mm, down. It's good. Make you think about why this season does matter. Like you said, there is a joyfulness, there is a longing mm-hmm. for him to return, but there is a joy that he's already Revealed himself. it's yeah. already shown up. Yeah. Um, so for you, you talk, you kind of touched on this that you have now kind of started to come into your own understanding of what Advent is. Yeah. What would you say that is for you, like when you think of Advent?
1: I would say Advent is just. Uh, I wouldn't even say a reset because automatically my brain was going to go to reset. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more of like a posture of a, a heart posture towards yeah. like mm-hmm. what this time should be like. That should reflect and mirror. The upcoming 11 months of the year mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. like we're going into this time with a lot of um intentionality yeah. and rest and focus on jesus and his desire to come be with us and be like yeah. us mm-hmm. but that's not void of the entire year you know right so i think it is a in some ways it could be a helpful like reset but i think for me it's just a reminder of like how the Lord desires us to approach him and his kingdom day in and day out. Uh-huh. If that's something that we've forgotten. I think to Ben's point, like we kind of have that like hindsight. Like we, we live in the luxury now right. of knowing that like this is how the story ends. So from that luxury, we should have a greater responsibility to mm-hmm. living in this season yeah. versus like we know how the story ends. We'll celebrate Christmas every year, we'll celebrate Advent every year. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. if that makes sense. So I think mine's just like a, a reset, but also just like a reminder more so of yeah every day.
0: I, yeah, there is something to be said about luxury, cause you're right. Cause luxury can breed a certain level of lethargy. Where we grow uh, used to, tired of, slow to respond mm-hmm. um, because and, and comfort can 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 quite quickly become. I'm gonna be a preacher here and use all the same letters. Uh, <laughs> you know, a, a killer of conviction. Sure, right? mm-hmm. you can very quickly move into that space, of, like losing what this is all about. Yeah, and you're not just celebrating Jesus being born. Mm-hmm. Right, you you are celebrating the Savior arriving. We were talking just pre kind of record. We just the idea that Advent early on was not a necessarily a Christmas holiday. Right. It was a, or a Christmas season even. In fact, Christmas season on the church calendar goes after Christmas, an extra couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So Christmas is like longer than a day, which is nice. <laughs> uh, but Advent was this idea that um, a Savior was coming mm. to set them free, mm-hmm. to set people free, and that is what we're longing for, even as we approach Christmas, that this Savior comes as a child, but all for the same reason, that there would be a freedom and a wholeness, and that there would be the government would be on his shoulders, and that the mountain, like we said Sunday, would rise above. I love what you said about the posture of that, like that posture of thinking the Savior is coming close, the kingdom is near, this posture of waiting and longing and wanting, which is what... Christmas can create right, right. Now again, sometimes for the wrong thing. That mm-hmm. red box wrapped really beautifully. I want that. You know, <laughs> but but this idea of longing. Um, yeah. How do you? And I love what you were talking about. What are some of the ways that you try at least daily, weekly during the season, and maybe even continuing past the season? Like you said, you don't want this to be just a, a one-month-long right. thing. Yeah. Do you create a posture of? as we were talking about hopeful anticipation, how do you create that posture um, during Advent?
2: So I think that, um, and as, as Brandon will know, I think through spiritual practices mm-hmm. a lot. Everything comes back to spiritual practices, which is great, I think, for this question you're asking. Um, so for Advent, usually where my mind goes is within three practices, um, a practice of intercession. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is, is because what sometimes we forget and that Jesus came as you know, a lowborn king and all that kind of stuff. He came to also completely resist, like the kingdom of darkness mm-hmm. and resist the culture that is around us of that that is other than the kingdom of mm-hmm. God. Um, and so, intercession is a practice of resistance yeah. against a culture that wants to completely take you out of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Um, and so. It is a season of intercession, and yeah. it, that connects to that groaning and that, that kind of longing a little bit, that fighting, if you will. But then it's also um, a season of Sabbath. Yeah. It's a season of rest. Um, Which is so counter... Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, yeah. You feel like it's... Yeah.
0: It is yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and then I think it's also just... Um, Trying to think of, the, there was a third one. It was the intercession, Sabbath, and there was a third practice that is escaping me right now. It was right probably now. the best one. Probably, and now it's escaped me. But um, but it, it's this idea of this this the tension that we hold in the season between that longing and the joy. Um, oh, sorry. I found it. There it is. There it is. The third, uh, the third one is celebration. A practice mm-hmm. of celebration that sometimes we forget that celebration is... A spiritual practice spiritual. Uh, the eating and Praise the drinking God, and all that kind of stuff um, and so um, it's it's this these three practices held in tension with one another this this kind of um, longing um, resting and celebrating mm. that's that's what this whole season is about and there is a spiritual practice connected to each one of those mm. kinds of actions and so um, you can you can parse that out how you like it you can start off with intercession go into rest and then go into celebration because that kind of makes sense with the season you can kind of you know make that like a program if you want to some kind of curriculum of advent for your family um but then when you get into christmas time the time after advent um i think that man that week or so afterwards especially if you're coming out of sabbath which sabbath is this time of this picture into eternity that we we can't even go into on this podcast yeah but um celebration is the bridegroom being with us so if if, if jesus yeah. if we if we say that okay metaphorically jesus is now with us after the 25th or whatever yeah well when jesus was on earth he said we don't fast we eat Mm-hmm. And so that whole week after Christmas time is that's time to private Party. celebration. Mm-hmm. So now at the beginning, at the beginning, right here where we're at right now, I think this is a time to intercede. I think it is the time to mm. fight for that longing to resist culture. And then there's a time to okay, let's now come back into this this Sabbath, this resting where we can see and glimpse eternity, um, and live in the kingdom of God. That's what Sabbath is about. Yeah. And then once we're resting and what that day. The, the, the Sabbath births out that Savior on that day. We then celebrate
0: with the King. Yeah, mm. love it. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I thought we did not have notes. You're like, I don't know, man. <laughs> does that? I mean, for you, live. does that spark anything? I mean, you're you guys are you're five months into a new marriage. I am right. <laughs> Celebrating holidays for the first time yeah. as a married couple. Yeah, which can be. Fun and daunting all at the same time. (laughs) Right. Love our in-laws. Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) but it's it's a it's a unique season, and here you are going through Advent again, like first time. Yeah. um, Even with an understanding of it differently, Mm -hmm. how how are you so far? I know we're only a few days in, but how are you thinking through processing kind of that posture?
1: I think really reflecting on like adopting maybe spiritual practices from Ben's Mm -hmm. like words into things I do every day so if it's like I'm sitting alone with Jesus in the morning like reading scripture like maybe I'm doing it more from that like journey that I was talking about that i would experience in my house like Mm -hmm. I'm doing that like when I'm reading the Bible Mm -hmm. or I'm praying but I'm maybe praying for more specific things or I'm praying for the posture part that I need to have for this time or for reminders of like the Lord to, you know, come sit with me in different ways. So I think that's been really special. But then, you know, I think just figuring out what that looks like as a family, like you're doing that for the first time. Um, And Alex and I were just sitting the other day talking about like, what is prayer like now and in general, like look like for us as a married couple, you know, together. So I think just figuring out how to, you know, take this time and adapt it into your everyday which i guess is like cool because it's opposite of what i just said because you're taking this and then like thrusting it into like your everyday for what will be (laughs) but hopefully in that cycle you've come to the end of the year where this is your your current Mm. and you're now taking like a new height of like Not a new height of Advent, but the Lord just like showing you another glimpse of Mm. this time each and like, you know, I don't know. It's just
0: that glory to glory. Yes, Mm.
1: I was thinking of like how the (laughs) (laughs) singing. Yeah, I was thinking... You'll
2: listen to the sermon from Sunday, you'll get to hear him sing
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> do we, should I we do it. that? Should I we do a it. rendition?
1: In in be, the line. In the line. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know
0: <laughs> <want> the song. <laughs> oh, that no, oh. praise God. Okay. Um,
1: what do you mean, so, praise God? Okay. No, it's a great song. I'll send it to you. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that's I think it's great. So, turning just in the la- next couple minutes, because uh, this has been great, I love this. Um, we should do it again next week. Okay, okay. Cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> Turning to Sunday, because I've never preached a message involving war, um, which we talked out of Isaiah 2, this idea that um, when the mountain of God rises above all of the mountains, he will rule justly, and they will learn the ways of war no more, which I thought was such a, oh, such a beautiful line. And um, I didn't make it up. And, uh, oh, but, you didn't? No, mm. it's, it's been there for a minute. Okay. And, uh, but this idea of, of, of beating the, the the what was it? What weapon?
1: It was a hammer. hammer.
0: Hammer into plowshares?
1: It was a hammer of spear into the plowshares. Okay,
0: and then, okay, and turning him in, and then we showed the sculpture that's sitting in the front lawn of the UN, and you know. Just I, thought, a, I think
1: it was spear. You know, it's, it's, a
0: share. it's okay. Spears and shovels, and anyways, regardless, it was this idea that, that the weapons of war, the learnings of war, would go away, mm-hmm. and the things that we used to destroy the earth are now going to be used to cultivate the earth, and mm-hmm. we are going to become those who partner with God in creation as those last days, those in the days to come. Mm -hmm. Um, For You guys, what was just the thought as you thought through that? Even pre-record, we were talking about what are the weapons we use against one another? Because we could sit in that kind of sermon and go, well, I'm not sending anybody to war. Right. Mm -hmm. Except that it's the very same nature that resides in all of us that is sending people to war. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that battles against. Violence is violence. Right. And so, I mean, whether it's shedding blood or tearing someone down. Violence is violence. Jesus takes that that pretty hard stance, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. And so what is, for you guys, as you were sitting through Sunday and, and as we kind of process this, um, Advent message, here we go, Christmas season, war. Um, what kind of stuck out to you guys? What is the thing that you've kind of taken into this week?
1: Mm. I think kind of that thing that I talked about of like, Jesus coming wasn't just to obviously restore peace with God, it was for us to restore peace like with one another. Mm-hmm. And I don't think like anyone could have like labeled what that would look like, because it wasn't like the birth of Jesus was, okay, there will never be war again. Right. There will yeah. never be chaos again. There will never be fighting again but now there is a blueprint for the believer mm-hmm. of, That's good. We, have a, we, we have a choice now, another yeah. option of like, mm-hmm. in spite of chaos, in spite of fighting, like I will choose like yeah. peace because I have yeah. the and, option. And on
2: that choice, it's like, it it's goes so back weird. to the, the very foundations of our faith in Genesis one um, mm-hmm. and two, that like there, there are two trees every day in your life. You can mm-hmm. decide to eat of the tree of life yeah. or the tree That's of knowledge so good. of good and evil. And so, like, what does that tree of knowledge of good and evil produce? Well, it produces the violence that sheds the blood. It produces the violence that tears one another down. Um, and Jesus came, like you were saying. Like, that was such such a good word, a blueprint. Yeah. Like, as much as I don't, I, I want to stray away from saying the Bible was a manual and all that kind of stuff. But Jesus did provide a blueprint in the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Um, in his life or, lived. In the yeah. <laughs> life that he lived, yeah. Sometimes we completely forget about the life that Jesus lived and the ministry he had, and we focused yeah. completely and 100% upon the cross. Yeah. Um, which, hey, without it, yes, yeah. like we would not be sitting here talking the way that we are talking. At the same time, we wouldn't have the cross without the life and the ministry of Jesus. Yes. We wouldn't have the life and ministry without Jesus without the advent. Right. And so all these things are holistic and work together, but the blueprint that you're talking about when it comes to this constant war, yeah. it, like war hasn't stopped. like let's just be honest with ourselves right like it it really since since adam and eve left the garden it hasn't stopped it has persisted and consisted. there has never been a time of peace Mm -hmm. that 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 is a false narrative Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason for that is is we ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil and every day we decide to continue to eat of it Mm -hmm. um and that's the huge part of my like theology in my head with with following Jesus is that that's the reason he came in the the, the lowborn nature that he did um, was to live with us to to de- be in solidarity with us. Why would he have been baptized yeah. into a baptism of repentance with John the Baptist?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like you know, like he 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 did that because he wanted to be with us and he wanted to live basically yes in the sin that we have and and yeah. and know it. Um, so that he could defeat it um, once and for all. But then also to show us how to eat the tree of life again, which this is going to get heady, but he is the tree of life. (laughs) You know, that's why we take communion. You know, and so all this stuff is, in half the time, I think that it it, it is complex in nature. It is still simple in nature as well, but we forget it so often. But that's what Advent helps us do is remember
0: how it all started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been really... Good. I, not, It's more than good, and I hope this has encouraged anyone who's uh, taking the time to listen. Um, I hope it creates a posture. Uh, I hope it gives you some ideas on some rhythms and practices. We tend to call them patterns here in this church, that our pattern is Jesus, the way He washed feet, the way He laid His life down. It wasn't just His teaching that showed us what the kingdom looked like, it was the way He lived His life, and we are to do the same. Um, you know, I, I think about my kids when I think about the knowledge of good and evil and the, <laughs> which choice because we all do have a choice mm-hmm. and I we lay that choice before our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can get more mad because they got mad mm-hmm. and then we can just keep, keep going on. Yeah. Or you can shut that off and you can move a different direction and I think this is an opportunity for us. And, and we said this Sunday, and I love the, the phrase, and I think we'll just keep using it, uh, that we want to be people who live in light, uh, who in the days to come walk in the light of the days to come. That because we know this promise is in front of us, we can live it presently. And so we hope that this encourages you to do that, to walk in the light of the days to come, that we have a great hope, and that we have an anticipation, and we have a joy, and we have a celebration, and we have rest, and we hope this encourages you to do all of those things. Um, Ben, why don't you close us out in prayer? Sounds great. And uh, and we will do this again next week. Might add a couple special guests or one or two over the next couple weeks. Yeah. Sounds good. But This is so good. Yeah. Thank you guys so much mm-hmm. for sharing. Thanks awesome. for inviting us. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: Jesus, we just thank you for this grand plan that sometimes we cannot wrap our heads around. This plan that was put from Genesis three all the way until Revelation, and I just think that now in this season we get to focus in. On really this beginning of everything coming together and this plan for for eternal peace mm. that is you, mm. um, we get to we get to have a whole season. We get to have a whole month Lord, where we get to focus in on you as this baby, this defenseless baby, um, being born and still fully God. Mm. And it still confounds me, Lord, how that is how this all works. But I just pray that as um, we and our church and other churches and every believer um, during this season is celebrating you that we would keep our eyes fixed on you yeah. um, and let everything else that comes with this season flow out of that vision that is focused on you and we just thank you for everything that you continue to build within us and build up around us in your heavenly the precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. That oh, was really good. I enjoyed that fun. Snaps. No, I did not have notes. (laughs) Don't know where half that stuff came (laughs) from.